0: Welcome into the deep slant podcast presented by Xfinity count on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi connection for all your devices Xfinity XFi, Can your internet do that? Welcome in. We're going behind enemy sidelines as we preview the Cleveland Browns ahead of the Texans and the Browns in week 13. Of course, everything that we're talking about when it comes to the Browns is going to be with Jacoby Brissett uh, as quarterback because now that all changes with Deshaun Watson making his return for the first time since really, since we saw him in the final game of the regular season in 2020. So here come the Browns. They're... 4-7, 4-7, and, and offensively, they've actually played really well. They're top five in a number of statistical categories, uh, yards per game, rushing yards per game. They've averaged 154.4 yards per game with Nick Chubb getting a bulk of the carries. That doesn't change on Sunday when the Browns come to town. First downs per game and average time of possession. They're fourth in the NFL because obviously they can run the ball and their offense is sustaining a lot of drives, something that the Texans have have really struggled with, especially in the last two weeks. But the good news, you're like, where is the good news? The good news is that defensively, the Browns have also given up a lot of yards, uh, both on the ground and just in the game in general. They've been averaging, giving up an average of 131.5 yards per per game. So if the Texans are looking to get their run game back on track, this might be a good game to do that. So they've, they're they coming into town. They they think they have a chance at the playoffs. so they're going to be playing, at, playing it out for the rest of this year to see what they can do. But right now, four and seven, and the Texans would like to see the Browns lose because, A, the Texans want to win, and also because the Texans have the Browns' first round pick, which as it stands is 10th right now, but uh, we digress. We don't get into any of that with Nathan Zagura, who is my guest. He's the color analyst for the Browns. I got a chance to talk to him about this Browns team, why they look so good on paper, and uh, what's really been ailing them in those seven losses. They're obviously coming off a big win in overtime against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but here they come, and they've really got some juice with Watson, or at least they hope so. He's going to have some rust. How much rust will he have? What can we expect in his debut? We're going to get into all of that, but first, Xfinity delivers the The fastest internet in Houston so you can do more of what you love. Stream the game on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi network and keep your home team happy with a reliable connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi, can your internet do that? All right, let's get right into it. We're going behind enemy sidelines on the Deep Slam podcast presented by Xfinity. We're going behind enemy sidelines with Nathan Zagura, Cleveland Browns color analyst, my good friend. We chat over the years. Nathan, welcome in. I mean, the last time these two teams played, it was Tyrod Taylor and Baker Mayfield at quarterback. It seems like that was a hundred years ago, and now here we are.
1: Yeah. And you think about that game and Baker gets injured in that game and how that changed last year. And maybe Tyrod
0: got injured. Yes.
1: And maybe we wouldn't be sitting here today about to talk about Deshaun Watson returning to Houston as the starting quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. So, yeah, and and the Browns and the Texans have played many, many times since we've been doing this. And, you know, neither team, I think, is where they want to be right now. Uh, maybe the Texans are happy because they're going to have a lot of good draft picks and a good opportunity to turn the franchise around. But for the Browns standpoint, not as good sitting here at four and seven, although coming off of a nice win over Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
0: Yeah, big overtime win. And I was going to start with that at four and seven with Deshaun Watson coming back. What are the expectations for the Browns? I see some reports that there's still some slim playoff chances, but are the expectations that high here heading into this month of December?
1: I think that we're still on the road of hope, right? I think had we lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the road is closed. Sorry, we'll see you next year. And then it would have been about how does Deshaun look in these final six games? And I think that really is still really what we're looking at. How does Deshaun look? But if they can keep stacking, you know, 1-0 and each week and add that up. And at the end of the year, you have a chance. But the margin for error is gone. And part of that is because – The Browns lost some games early in the season that frankly they shouldn't have lost. They lose to the Jets up 13 inside of two minutes with no timeouts left to the Jets. Uh, You miss a field goal at the end of regulation. You actually missed two in the game and you lose to the Chargers at home. You had a chance to beat the Ravens. So the Browns kind of let it get away from them early. Jacoby Brissett did an unbelievable job. A tremendous human, tremendous quarterback, played great for us. Uh, But yeah, four and seven now it's, Every game is probably like a playoff game. You've got to win them all. Um, and, you know, it's really going to be more about, okay, we thought it was only six games. It ended up being 11. Now what do we see from Deshaun Watson that tells us about this team this year? Because there's still a lot of talent on the on the roster and then going into next year. But as long as they don't lose, you can still be talking about the next week having meaning for the 2022 season.
0: It's just so weird. He hasn't played in 700 days from the last time he took the field for regular season game. And yet here we are in Houston going to see both book ends of those games. We're going to see the last game he played and the first game back. So I know you've been around the team. Obviously, you've seen him practicing and and him being with the team in the meetings. What can you tell us about what these last few weeks have been like just his transition into that starting role?
1: Yeah, so he came back. uh, He's been back for six weeks. He's been able to practice. Now this will be the third week that he's been able to practice. And, you know, each week they've kind of ramped up a little bit more of what he was doing, you know, getting some first team reps. Then, you know, he was getting second team reps and some scout team reps just to kind of get him back out there. But I can tell you, he looks great. He obviously was very committed to the plan they put together for him during this time away. Physically, he looks great. you know, he throws a great ball. I mean, his throwing motion is so compact. He's so accurate with the football. You can see that there's a palpable excitement. I think that Jacoby Brissett exceeded expectations so greatly and became so beloved even by his teammates and the respect of his teammates that there was a real sense of we need to win this game for Jacoby being the one against Tampa Bay. And they did that. And so now it's Deshaun's team. Jacoby's handled it with the ultimate class and grace Um, but he looks good. And I think the expectation is, you know, there's probably going to be a little bit of rust. There's no simulation for live NFL football, but he's going to have to come in and get acclimated pretty quickly. Now the Texans have had their struggles. You know, you'd say that this would be a good game to to come back in based on what's happened transpired, but it's the NFL. You can't take anybody lightly. And uh, I expect though that he will be Good. This is a very good scheme. Kevin Stefanski runs a very, very good offense. We're a top five offense in the league for a reason. And, you know, you got Nick Chubb, you got Kareem Hunt, Amari Cooper's playing very well, Donovan Peoples Jones, David Njoku. So, and a great offensive line. So it's a talented supporting cast. Uh, but I think he's going to come in and I think he's going to play well.
0: Does the offense change at all when Deshaun Watson's under center? Do they pare down the playbook for him and then open it up later? I mean, what changes do you foresee here from last week to this week with the offense?
1: I think it's going to open the playbook and significantly so. Uh, you know, what we do at our core. And it's not just an outside zone team anymore. We run a lot of pin pull. We run some power. We run a lot of different concepts in the running game. Deshaun, you know, in Houston was predominantly, not exclusively, predominantly a shotgun quarterback. So he, you're going to get to see him under center. He actually likes that in some of the play action, the boot game. But the biggest change that's going to be added to our offense now are the read option and then the RPO game. And that was just something that wasn't there. And you could even go watch last week, you know, a couple times we'd run what really was a read option, but Jacoby's handing it off every time and nobody's even accounting for him in the running game. And now that's going to open, I think, a lot of things up in terms of taking advantage of Deshaun's movement skills. He also can attack every blade of grass with his arm. He can throw it to all three levels and throw it accurately. So uh, I think it'll open some things up, not to take anything away from Jacoby, but just as an athlete, he is a different quarterback. And, and there's a reason that, you know, despite everything that was going on, teams wanted him. He's a, he's a game changer at that position.
0: All right, well, let's talk about the run game. I mean, Nick Chubb is obviously a guy that Texans have seen a number of times before, and he's just having himself such a season, already over 1,000 yards rushing, 12 rushing touchdowns, had the walk-off touchdown in overtime against the Bucs. Are you surprised that the the Browns have only won four games with the sort of season that Chubb's been having, especially since he's put up like six games with 100 yards rushing?
1: Yeah, he's got 600-yard games, you're right, including last week over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. DB, to be honest with you, if you came into this season and you would have told me after 11 games that Nick Chubb would be- Chubb's going
0: to have six 100-yard rushing performances. Like, wouldn't you guess a higher number of wins? I'm very curious about this.
1: Top five offense. Jacoby Brissett vastly outplayed the expectations. You know, Amari Cooper's among the league leaders in receiving touchdowns and receiving yards. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones has blossomed in his second year. David Njoku, prior to his injury, was top five in receptions and yards at tight end that our offense would be top five, would be a top 10 scoring offense. Remember, last year, we were a top five defense. And I think everybody thought the formula was, if we can just be kind of competent on offense, our deal be good enough, we'll run it with Nick Chubb, and we'll win a lot of games. Well, our offense blew all of those things out of the water. It's been our defense and our special teams that have vastly underperformed. And so, if you were to look at isolation at any part of the offense, whether it be Nick Chubb, whether it's Amari, whether it's Jacoby Brissett, you would say this team, and we should be. I mean, if you actually... And you guys aren't because you're dealing with the Texans every single Sunday. But this is a team that should be seven and four, should be six and five at the worst, just doing normal things. Like the game we lost to the Jets, 2,236 games in that exact scenario, the team had won. And mm. ironically enough, yeah. the last one to lose in that scenario was the Browns in 2001. So it'd been two decades for a team <laughs> under those auspices. And we had so many chances early in the season that we let get away from us. So, yes, it's stunning that the record is what it is. The Browns are probably the most talented 4-7 and team in the league and maybe in a long, long time. You talk about Miles Garrett and Denzel Ward. And uh, we've got a young rookie corner, MJ Emerson, who's playing great. Jeremiah Wusu-Koromo, a clowny. Uh, Houston Texans would know him, obviously, quite well. And then offensively, all the guys we go through, not to mention, you know, multiple-time pro bowlers and all pros at three of your five spots on your offensive line. This is a team that should be in a different position. It's not. And so now the onus is on them to play flawless. Like they've eliminated the margin for error. And that's what they're going to have to do is take care of business week in, week out. Yeah, on
0: paper. On paper, they just look tremendous. And and let's talk about the defense a little bit. Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney, who we've seen Clowney up close and personal for for several years here. Now his second year with Miles Garrett. So when you see the two of them on the field together, how have you seen that chemistry improve? It seems like the sack numbers are still quite lopsided between the two, which is something we always saw with Clowney. But Garrett's putting up sack numbers, and both of them just rushing off the edge are just such a force for opposing quarterbacks. But how have you seen that duo sort of grow over the years?
1: Well, Jadevian was actually playing really well early in the year, and he got hurt against the Jets. He had a sack strip fumble in that game. He got hurt, missed some time, tried to gut it out, but his snap counts have been limited. And and this is kind of the first time that he's really started to feel like he's back to himself. He played, I think, something like the last 30 snaps of the game uh, in a row and he and miles combined for a huge sack just outside of 2 minutes to force the bucks to give us the ball back before the browns were able to go down and tie the game uh, and then miles got another sack in overtime that was Force them to punt it back, and the Browns are able to go down and win the game. Uh, Miles is dominant. He's pro football, folks, number one graded defender, period, regardless of position this year. Uh, and, you know, he had a car accident. He's very lucky to be alive. It, it, it was a crazy situation, and he's finally feeling better, uh, although he got dinged in that injured shoulder last week. So we'll see what his status is as the week goes on. But they work very well together. And, and Jadeveon, you know, last year did end up with nine sacks for the Browns, which was the highest he'd had since his days in Houston. And they are together a very, very good duo. And if your tackles are not up to par, one of them will exploit the other. But what you know about Clowney, to be true, is tremendous in the run game. Multiple tackles for loss last week. He would blew up a couple of plays. And so it may not always show up as a sack. Um, but he makes a lot of negative plays. And so together they've been good. It's just, it's been little things. We have not stopped the run well. I mean, you go and you look at if both running backs from Buffalo had their season highs against us in the same game. The Dolphins ran all over the Cleveland Browns. Austin Eckler had more yards in week five than he had in the first four combined running against the Browns. And I know Damian Pierce is an excellent running back. I have him in a lot of my fantasy leagues. Um, oh,
0: well, okay. <laughs> I have Chubb, by the way, which uh, yeah. it's going to be hard this
1: week. He's been timing a little bit of late and part of that, you know, the inability of Texans struggling to throw the football, but that's their Texans are going to test the Browns in the middle of that defense, no doubt, you know, and that's where we've had our problems is stopping the run, honestly, especially in the interior our tackles have been inconsistent and then our run fits at the second level have been inconsistent as well. And so that's where teams have been able to really gash the Cleveland Browns this year.
0: All right, we're looking forward to the matchup. A lot of new players and a lot of familiar ones as well. Nathan, appreciate the time. As always, looking forward to seeing you here in Houston. Really good stuff from Nathan. You can catch the Browns-Texans on Sunday at noon. It's a noon kickoff. We'll have the pregame show at 11 a.m. from live inside NRG Stadium. Be sure to download the Houston Texans mobile app, and you'll get the alerts as soon as we're live uh, pretty much everywhere, especially on YouTube. So that's going to do it for Behind Enemy Sidelines on the Deep Slant Podcast. podcast presented by Xfinity. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, go Texans.